Ed, it is good to be on with you, brother. It has been Thank a long time. I think it's been what three years. Three years. I think the last time we chatted, we were living in Maine, and you were uh, on our, our guest on our radio show there at the university. And then um, before that, um, you came to the University of Maine, Machias, and with Rich Brink, you you guys did a spiritual warfare thing, shared your testimony, and uh, it was powerful. We we got we got hit by the enemy. Uh, there was a witch in Lubeck. Do you remember that whole thing? She called me. Really? She, I don't know. You, you probably don't remember this, but before I went up there, mm -hmm. she called me and uh, told me that she was going to show up and do all that stuff, and I invited her. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what happened after that, but, I mean, we were up there, but she no. never showed up the meeting itself, I don't think. No, she threatened to bring, like, 500 warlocks and didn't um she had that witch that uh, bookstore go back but i think it was shortly after that that she shut that bookstore down which uh, was fine and we were praying for her trying to be a witness to her actually how that all happened is i think i shared some flyers at a bookstore and she let me do that but then it opened a can of worms and we got emails back and forth you had that conversation with her and anyway yeah. the rest is history <laughs> She called me. She was really upset. She was yeah. telling me. She called up and uh, said she was a pastor when she called me, huh. and uh, before the meeting, and she started yelling at me, Crazy. and and I was like, well, I'd love to meet with you and everything and yep. deal. But wow. we had that meeting. We had some of her folks in there, okay. um, yeah. and we prayed for them and right. prophesied over couple of there was a young couple in particular yep. and then ironically, we went to leave and somebody down at the mcdonald's in that town which must be the only food place you have in that town i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> but she's hell i heard all about that there were people coming in and everything that was funny that was crazy that was back in the day so i i think that the connection between us was through our, our mutual friend rich brink who yep. uh he and his wife Linda have just now um, launched a new ministry, Eastern Gate, which uh, yeah. is really exciting. We had him on about a year ago, just before he did this, when he was with, um, um, I'm trying to think. Georgia. Banoff, yes, the Banoffs, right. Yeah, I've lost your yeah. audience. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, you're going I'm in and Rich. out. That's how I met Rich. And then to invite me up to his fellowship, right. which is where Jamie Dixon is. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I used to be up there like once a month. Praise God. Wow. So. Well, I want you to share your story. It's just, usually I send people sure. questions and all, but I, I invited. Oh, that's our, fine. Um, listeners, and, and I've heard it before, but I want to hear it again. Uh, and so I'm just going to kind of let you take the lead. Part of that, too, is I've noticed initially that I. Uh, back and forth audio is good so when one of us talks this is zoom has some tr troubleshooting issues it's not always the best connection but yeah. we, we've done over 100 of these and it's going good but i, I want you to share and then pray for our audience because who knows who's out there who might be dabbling in the occult and with right. things that go bump in the night and they think it's kind of cool i know that when i was a teenager I, for some reason teenagers are drawn to scary things uh as long as they're safe, you know, next to their friend or girlfriend, boyfriend, 
but it's not anything to go <laughs> around with. And so go ahead, Lee, and share um, how you came yeah. to Christ and what happened. So, so I want to share something funny. Just, just. Sure, a, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I just was over uh, with some young people tonight. Hmm. Uh, so, so there's a there's a, a couple in our fellowship, and they they make a meal every week. Well, they've invited the youth to come there, and not all the youth are churched. And uh, so it was an interesting night. So uh, ironically, I'll, I'll just tell you, I'm 66. I hang out with young people. And I mean, under the age of 25, more than I hang out with people my age on a regular basis. So that's good. They need the Lord. Yeah. So I, I have a great time. Um, so anyway, so yeah, the, uh, the upshot was, you know, my, uh, my youngest daughter, who is like 35 now, she was in the hospital for a very long time. She was in the hospital for a year. I actually brought her and my son, uh, who was born a year later, three days before her birthday. I brought them both home at the same time. And because of that whole circumstance, it put me in the middle of things. And so anyways, all that to say, I was uh, street vending because that was the only income I had at the time because of what had changed. We had to move to be near my daughter. And uh, I ended up in this community called Bridgewater. And uh, it, it was kind of funny because I started out just selling jewelry and then and then people began to come in who would have told you they were witches or they were warlocks or, you know, all that kind of stuff. And they, they came in, you know, obviously they wanted to be able to sell their jewelry and things like that. But there was this uh, Pentecostal church that was up there in the backwoods. And I mean, up in the backwoods at the time. Yeah. And uh, so as my store began to develop, I moved into the areas of witchcraft to the place where at the time of my salvation, I had five stores. Mm. And those stores were throughout the region and people used to come in and they, you know, they'd come in for jewelry and things but there was so many of these other things that they would come in to see you know and, and like I say these people began to come to me who were witches and warlocks and you know I thought they had cool jewelry and I don't think I was really thinking about where it was going to go or what was yeah. going to happen and uh so anyways over that time that period of time whatever that was so one day uh I was going through a really bad time in my relationship at the time and uh I was I went uh, down to this grocery store and this friend of mine who was a drummer and he really liked me, but he wouldn't come in my store. He was a born again believer, but he wouldn't come in the store because he was afraid of what was in my stores. Mm. And and in retrospect, I kind of look at that and I don't mean this in a mocking way, but there's there's a degree. Of, I, I realize the Bible says to be innocent of evil, uh -huh. but I think the Bible tells us to be wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. And I also would tell you that I don't think there's things we have to fear. Right, right. And yet he he was a good guy to me, but he would he wouldn't he wouldn't come into my store because you know I used to joke after the fact that he was afraid that he would catch something, and so so that's so I was going through this bad time and I went down in his grocery store, and I had been I had been in business and it developed these five stores. Um, you know, different areas of Vermont, sold in New Hampshire, sold in New York State. And I went in his store and I was going through a really bad time and hadn't really even shared with him. I knew he used to go to this church and I knew he used to be a drummer in the church. And my paradigm 
for church was not about drums or anything, even though I'm a drummer. Um, I didn't I didn't see that. And so anyways, I was walking down this aisle and I was in the you know, I was in the grocery store and this figure came into my purview and I realized right then instantly it was Jesus. Oh wow. And you know, I, I, I joke a little bit about it because all I was really looking for was a can of soup. And here, here's Jesus, you know. And the next thing I know, I'm praying with these people at their counter at, at one of the grocery at one of the registers. You know, it was aisle two. I'm praying with them and I know they're praying in tongues, but I don't know what tongues is. And all this stuff is going on, and they're like, Yay, welcome into the kingdom, and da-da-da-da-da. And, and again, I'm not mocking any, you know, it was 33 years ago. Right. And, but as I was walking down the hallway from their store down through the mall, uh, which is the store I was at, there was, uh, I had this flash and I heard Acts 19, uh, 16, 19. And I was like, oh, wow, what's that? And I go back in the store and I, and I heard it clearly. And I went back in and they looked it up for me. They, I said, is it a license plate? That's, that's how much I had in me, yeah. right? I yeah. thought it was AXE and, you know, four numbers. <laughs> and, oh, that's in the Bible. And they opened their Bible and we opened it up to that particular verse. And it said, and they brought all their curious arts into the center wow. of town. Yeah. And literally in that moment, I knew I was out of business. <laughs> And so I, I go back to my store and, and, and I go to tell the people who are working for me that I felt like the Lord had talked to me. I mean, you got to understand this is the whole cra crazy things happen to me spiritually anyhow, but yeah. now I whole another realm. Uh -huh. So I go to the store and I go to yell at people who aren't working and I want to swear at them and I can't even swear. <laughs> wow. And that was the beginning, mm -hmm. um, you know, of, the divestment of you know the store itself and that particular part of my business and i i went to uh that night oh and i said to my friend he goes look we'd like you to come to church with us and i was like great i figured you know this is wednesday night i got till sunday no they have service on thursday night mm -hmm. So I end up going to this service and people are dancing and they're playing rock and roll drums and <laughs> crazy wow hostile meeting yeah and there were people there who had come into my store and told me that god was gonna you know they were quoting the old testament scripture you know suffer not a witch to live Ooh. i mean you know real legalistic whatever the deal is you know go back 30 years but but that's where it was and and i never looked back mm -hmm. um so here I am 66 and I don't know if you know this, I left the church I was with four years ago and I started another fellowship. Mm -hmm. wow. So are you pastoring this fellowship and how is that going? I know you have the positive news thing happening and yep. we want you to share about that, but. Yeah, so my business is positive news for you. Mm -hmm. and But no, I started a church fellowship. Um, situations had changed where I was. Mm -hmm. uh, not not anything that I had orchestrated, right. but I, I don't have a better word. So when I tell people it was like the grace lifted, I can't explain that. I just knew that I was moving on. Right. That's fine. Yeah. So 
we ended up starting a new fellowship called Abundant Grace Fellowship here in Keene. Okay. Uh, and then COVID hit. Yeah. And we were meeting in a hotel and the hotel wasn't going to let us meet. We, we literally just got a place to gather again six weeks ago. Oh, really? And so you're renting or have you bought a place? We, yeah. So we actually, um, the building that we're in has all sorts of uh, meetings and everything. The, the name of the place is called Peer Support. And what they do is, but they have people who live there who might be bipolar, might be schizophrenic. They all live upstairs. Yeah. And we meet in the lower level. Mm -hmm. These people are all have, be, many of these people have begun to show up on Sunday oh, wow. morning. Well, that's awesome, Lee. So you can minister to those who are struggling with mental health issues and yep. love on them. And, and they, I'm sure, have felt welcome uh, with you and your wife and, and your family there and those who attend the church. So. How long have you been there? Four years? So I started Abundant Grace four years ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, we literally just went in this building. It's right in downtown. Mm -hmm. Here's the good part. I don't have to tell people that we're ministering to these people. These people go to their mental health workers. And tell them, wow. Being treated. Those people are telling people about how we're treating people. And that's where the church should be is in the business of, of helping people, loving on them. And, and sometimes that's a process coming through the mental health issue, whatever, whichever one it may be, bipolar, schizophrenia. Uh, I think too many Christians think it, they, we got to lay hands on them and see them delivered instantly. And sometimes that happens. But I, knowing you and remembering our conversations and friendship, you, you, I think the great grace, the name of your church, right? It's yep. building relationships and seeing the Lord work through that so that you can you can love on him and, and see how the Lord can deliver them that way. Yeah, so that's what happens. Mm. These people, they're not there every week, but right. there's three people out of the 15 or 20 that are that actually live on site. Mm. But there's people who come to meetings for bipolar, for schizophrenic, for hearing voices, all mm. those people. And we we get to we get to be in that building. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, we're in there on Sundays. So we made the decision to serve coffee. And so at nine o'clock, these people begin to show up. And sometimes this is the only meal they get for the day. Really? Wow. You know, it's not that they don't have money or, you know, they're not system. It's just that there's not a lot of things available to them, like a community kitchen. Right. In Keene. Okay. Uh, on on a Sunday. So, anyways, it's pretty yeah. crazy. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It's like I said. I'm 66. Mm -hmm. I spend the majority of my time with people who are under 25. Mm -hmm. And for the, I hadn't had anybody call me Pastor Lee in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And the oh, there's there's a woman. She's schizophrenic, and she came up behind me on Sunday morning. And goes, Pastor Lee, can I ask you a question? Scared me because I didn't know anybody in the building. <laughs> so it's just interesting. Amen. That's awesome. Wow. Uh, tell us about your positive news and and how long is, have you been doing that? I know that the last time that we talked, or at least uh, texted, or messaged, emailed, you had just started that, and we're trying to make people friends aware about that. Yeah. Um, now, is that's a there's a written one that you could send out, but it's also available online and through Messenger or yeah. So online, 
and we do newsletters. So I've been so about four years old now, mm -hmm. and I started it kind of in the wake of the 2016 elections mm -hmm. and all this stuff that was. Yeah. And uh, I decided that, you know, I, I mean, people talk about publishing the good news, and the, and there is you know there is a spiritual piece that we do. You know, yeah. we touch. I actually have a guy that I went to Bible school with 33 years ago mm -hmm. who actually did up a message on our Facebook page. Mm -hmm. um, I'm looking to be, please hear me, I'm not mocking Christianity, but I'm not looking to be that guy. I'm looking to touch people who don't get touched. Mm -hmm. so, so we have the online version and then we have the newsletter mm -hmm. and then we started a nonprofit to promote positivity in schools and you know start we've we've begun to start working with teachers Great. and helping young people especially just in light of what just happened in texas no, that's know, crazy wow. 18 and then shoots up in elementary school and you know my heart breaks because i've just watched these children mm. go crazy over the last couple of years of covid mm -hmm. You know the ramifications of right. not being cool mm -hmm. and so anyways our positive news piece that's our business yeah and you know but that we have the nonprofit side of things and that money goes to promote positivity and we're really just starting to key in again now that we can meet again you know yeah, get back right. and, and that's a great way to, to minister the gospel we don't have to beat people over the head and Right. It's all about establishing relationships and finding that common, common piece that you can relate to that individual as a human being with dignity and respect, knowing that over time as you pray for them, and I know you do, uh, even through an outreach like the news uh, thing that you do, because there's so much negativity in our world, and much of that we need to be aware of so we know what to pray for. Um, I know we, we can't put our head in the sand, but on the other hand, um that's a great effort and so how are you getting into the school how do you promote that do you just randomly so i reach out i reach out to teachers that i might encounter okay and i started i had a couple of teachers who came you know came alongside and said you know like would you be willing to do some of these things so it can be as simple a project as just getting kids to go put post-its on their friends lockers and telling them how cool a kid they are kind of thing cool. wow my hope is that at some point um, we're going to actually come up with, I'm going to use the word a class, mm -hmm. something that, you know, some kind of thing um, that'll be available to children. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you know this, my, my grandson, who's 15, he went through a bunch of craziness at school, uh, the thing, and you know, I, I'll just tell you, I'm not putting down any schools or anything but i have friends who are teachers and basically the first year of covid that's a wash these kids learned nothing oh they did that's i agree totally yeah they they're saying in different states um that there's as much as 80 percent of the kids that are in ninth grade aren't even reading at a fourth or fifth grade level so with that said my grandson came to me in november and said would you mind homeschooling me? Mm. Uh, we took him out of public school and he's down here five to seven days a week. And then he goes home, visits with his mom. And we're just coming to the end of the school year right now. Literally we'll be done this week. Okay. Uh, but it's taught me a lot about, it's not just a, 
about unraveling the truth, uh, unraveling the lies. Mm -hmm. Really about getting these children to feel that there's something to look forward to. Yes, yeah. Because yeah, with the masks and not learning, there's been an uptick with I know depression, suicide, and other mental health issues because of COVID. They actually, I think, have become more detrimental, even in terms of the numbers of cases than the COVID itself was. Yeah, yeah, mental health is off the charts. Mm -hmm. uh, I see it in the church, not just the people who already had issues have begun to come, but I see, you know, I mean, the last two years in my world really re revealed a lot of the cracks mm -hmm. that were in church fellowships, but we didn't have to deal with them because they weren't in our face. Right, right. And the next thing we know, we're we're meeting people through you know through Zoom or mm -hmm. you know face Facebook Live. You know, we're meeting people through that medium, mm -hmm. but we're not able to hug people. We're not able to hold people. Okay. You know, and those are the things that we've had to deal with. Not just me, but right, everyone, all of us, exactly. And it's not the same. Thankfully, we have discovered this medium in this vehicle, Zoom live Facebook, and I think God's going to continue to use it. It was a blessing to us because we couldn't get radio where we are now. We couldn't get on the air like we used to, which is a blessing back home. Um, not a lot of openings, but um, the Lord's used it, but it, there's nothing like meeting together. The church needs to meet together, need to see each other face-to-face -face instead of Facebook. So you are exactly right. right. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's, you know, um, I got asked when we went in back into a building, they go, are you going to stop doing online? And I went, are you crazy? Mm -hmm. We could have yes. in weekend, we can have hundreds, truly hundreds of people mm -hmm. will watch message. Mm -hmm. And I don't have, I mean, I don't have, I don't, I don't have 50 people in my service. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's God's used it to be a blessing. As yeah. we look back on what's happened, I, I think, of course, we need to be careful and pr pray for our government that this doesn't happen again. But I think people's eyes are being opened and their ears are being opened to right. all that deception. And that it, I, I think, I'm just, we seem like we, we sync together with how, how we see our government, that, but using those kinds of things as an excuse to, to uh, put their hammer down on society. And, and mankind and American citizens. So, right. yeah, that's a big deal in itself, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I wrote an article. I don't write a lot of political articles anymore mm -hmm. and consider it political, but I yesterday just penned one um, about six, seven hundred words on term limits. So, mm -hmm. my not to take this off the spiritual piece, no. but if we want to, if we want, if, if I want to see my liberty, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to have to look at how do I get young people into office? Mm -hmm. One thing to say, young people, you know, there, there are, there are, you know, not our salvation, but, you know, there are saving grace on some levels, but we need to be willing to hand them the keys to the car. Amen. That's right. Somebody once said that our ceiling needs to be their floor. And that's, that's so true been my mantra for 25 years that's awesome brother wow <laughs> um 
So you're doing that, you get your family, uh, the church, your positive news. Now, are there opportunities for people to, like if they want to contribute to, to write or to send a poem or an inspirational story to, uh, how does that happen? How does that so, happen? so if they go, so um, positivenewsforyou.com mm -hmm. and contact page, and they can just write to me. I have writers from mm -hmm. Oklahoma, California who jump in there. Yeah, I mean, it, and it doesn't have to, and, and I wanna be very clear mm -hmm. because I'm trying to do is bring light into all areas of life. Yeah. Um, if somebody wants to write a pet column and it's positive, I'm yeah. on it. Yeah. You know? um, it seems like the big trend for us lately has been food. I got a chef coming on board. Uh -huh. Things like I have a guy's grocery games and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But people are just looking for some place to get caught up in goodness. Amen. That's true. And we need that. We need that. That's kind of kind of how we operate with faith, family, friends. Is it's not always about a Christian ministry, missionary, a ministry, or testimony. Although we have quite a bit of that. But it's uh, somebody who might play the blues in Alaska. A guy in England who rehabs birds and is fabulous, or touching bass with a CCM artist back in the day, thanking them for their music, letting them play a tune. Because um, everybody has a story. That's our motto. And everybody's story counts. So um, you're doing right. it different. We're doing it with Zoom. Um, and uh, who would have thought? So here we are. <laughs> oh, well, place. I mean, the last time you and I talked, um... Let's see, I was back to back with the guy who wrote The Shack. <laughs> oh, yes, that was, yeah. I, we've actually had him on since, on the, then, then the radio one, uh, Paul Smith. I mean, Paul, not Paul Smith, we have Paul Smith and Drew, yeah. but Paul Young. And uh, yeah, he, he, he was our first Zoom guest. And then we went from there to Dallas Home, Leon Patillo. We've done a number of other people. And we're just trying to find out, and maybe, brother, you can help me sometime. Because you might be more tech savvy, but we're trying to promote this. Because when you promote a good thing as you do with the magazine, you're promoting a God thing, and it can lead others to opening their hearts. Maybe oh, yeah. or just yeah. So, so, so I'll send you some notes later yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, not to. Yeah. Um, I'll send you some thought process that maybe we can collaborate on some that of this. Awesome. Man. Yeah. You know the medium, the medium of video. Mm -hmm. uh, I was with a company last year and we were doing uh, video podcasting. Mm -hmm. And now, now with my grandson with me, you know, we're, we're doing 360 video and all sorts of things, you know, that we're tying together. That's good. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think collaboration is probably the, you know, if, if, if we're going to say as believers mm -hmm. that we're body, then we need to do everything we can within reason to come against the division. Yes. That yeah. everyday social media. And, yeah. and and fortunately, all too often it's believer against believer. Yes, it is, sadly. And we can so if we could work together, we become more efficient, more effective, and we can make a bigger and deeper impact, and maybe even a wider impact by and it really helps us not to reinvent the wheel because if some guy down the road need something that I can give him and he's got something he can give me, then, yep. then we can make a bigger splash uh, in terms of our, our effectiveness. So no, 
all about uh, you, you, you know, I've I've talked about synergy. The Ooh, value great word. isn't two, it's bigger. Mm-hmm. And wherever we can collaborate, I you know, we 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 could do a homeless ministry. Mm-hmm. But what we chose to do was take the homeless shelter in town and contribute money to what they're doing rather than invent the wheel, reinvent yeah. the wheel. Yeah. Other they cook a hundred meals on a uh, on Tuesday night. They bring the young people, and on Wednesday they deliver a meal for a hundred people. Wow, that's awesome! So Get that's so cool. I, you know, Lee, I think, and, and we'll close here in a prayer. My time's almost up, but we, um, I think, I think what leads people, well-meaning people, maybe not so much. Some again, our identity in Christ. Why do we think we have to do? our thing because we think we can do it better than the guy down the road which is kind of a pride thing <laughs> i say that uh, kind of purposely um lowballing that but it really is pride and that's why you have so many divisions and schisms instead of working together i ought to be able to say again like uh, only in terms of a church maybe think of a church situation but we have this amazing worship team right with uh, worship leaders and, and instrumentalists coming out of our ears uh church down the road doesn't have anybody well let's send two or three down there become members of that church and support them you know but boy right. we gotta hold on to our own members or we're gonna you know it's just yeah you gotta think competition. <laughs> so I mean, i'm not looking for competition. i'm just looking to uh, you know like i said Expand there's people. a lot of things that i could be doing but Competing against others isn't one of them. That's right. And it shouldn't even be in our vocabulary. But I think oftentimes it is. And, and, and you know, you see a, that's where a lot of the schisms and divisions come. Um, Paul right. talked about that. So praise God. Well, let's let's continue that uh, online you know, together, message each other. Uh, I'm glad if anything happened tonight, I'm sure more more happened than that. We, we need to stay connected because somehow I lost you, brother. And uh, that's a- my bad i don't know but uh it's been crazy busy here you know this church here and out the country cornfield and you're out there in Keene, new hampshire but we'll uh, we'll be coming through actually in june uh driving with our dogs so maybe we'll look you up that would be so cool okay yeah well i mean where are you going back up to machias stay a week or two yep to see my family my mom and and our son and so spend some time Yep. So maybe we'll uh, email a uh, message me your phone number. Okay. Oh, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, um, I'll see you tonight. Yeah. yeah but I'm back until tomorrow. I have a friend who had a motorcycle accident. So I got some things to do. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. All right. What well, can I pray for you, bro? Uh, I Your phone broke up. Did you That's say right. can you pray for me or do you want me to pray? Why don't you pray? Okay. So, Father, thank you, Lord, for connections that were never disconnected. Amen. We we thank you, Lord God, that you're the God of collaboration, that you looked down and didn't see an individual or individuals, but you saw a people. You said that we're royal priesthood, a holy nation, a chosen generation, Lord God, not generations, but a generation. So, God, as people listen to this, read about it, whatever it is. Father, we release a special presence tonight that would cause people to be shoulder to shoulder and not be divisive. Mm-hmm. And that 
Even the things that occur on social media, Lord God, Father, we break the power of division. Paul said, mark those that cause division. Lord, let us not divide. And Father, we lift up this uh, school down in Texas, Alveda, and we pray, Lord God, we pray for the families that were, uh, all the families, mm -hmm. Lord, this was elementary school. Lord, we pray for healing. We pray for wholeness. Lord, we pray that your goodness would prevail in the midst of this. And Lord, even though this is a terrible time, mm -hmm. Father, we know that your word says in the book of Romans that you work together all things yes. for good, mm -hmm. for those you and are called according to your purpose. So again, Lord, we just pray for the invasion of your goodness mm. like that tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I love you, brother. And it's so good to see you again. I'm glad we could stay connected. We will. All right. God bless you. You Thanks. too. Bye.